0: The following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267. Seven nine six eight seven. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood. Answers Live is brought to you every Sunday morning at 930 by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Our main office is at 310 Madison Avenue in Morristown. I'm going to give you our numbers as usual. The main office number is 973 973- 2857800 you can reach us on the web at www.ansdocs.com again that's www.ans I also want to give you the new website that I spoke about last week. It's AnswersLiveNJ.com. Again, AnswersLiveNJ.com, where you can listen to all my past shows in case you have any questions on them. You could also leave me a note about shows that you want to hear about and guests that you liked or you want to hear more information. Today, my special guest is going to be Dr. Vic Singh from uh, Interventional Pain Consultants. They're a division of Morris Anesthesia Group. The numbers to reach Dr. Singh, I'll give them slowly. He has a main office in Parsippany, which is 973-335-1440. Again, that's 973-335-1440. He also has a Neptune office. That number is 732-898-7050. And one last little bit of information, he has a website. Uh, his group, actually, is MyPainDr. Dot com. Again, it's MyPainDR.com. Good morning, Dr. Singh. Good morning, Tom. Uh, thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, before we get started into this um, topic, which is very interesting to everyone on pain and pain management, just uh, give our listeners a little bit of information
1: about you and your office again. Sure, absolutely. So uh, again, my name is uh, Dr. Vic Singh. Uh, I'm an interventional uh, pain management physician. Uh, board certified in anesthesiology, as well as uh, double boarded in interventional pain management. Uh, We have offices, uh, like Tom mentioned, in Parsippany, uh, as well as satellite offices in Newton, in Randolph, in Phillipsburg, uh, as well as in Neptune and in Bayville. Um, It's myself and four of my colleagues who are also uh, uh, board certified in anesthesiology and uh, board eligible and or certified in pain management. Um, And we offer everything uh, from, uh, you know, we'll get more into it, but really offer the whole gamut gamut of pain management. management. Uh, Okay, great.
0: Uh, It's a large group just like ours have um, access to you all over the state. Um, Let's get into the, the, I guess the actual topic is pain management. And it's something that people hear about all the time. Uh, You hear a lot of people being referred for pain management. At Atlantic Neurosurgical, we utilize pain management specialists. All the time, mm-hmm. because surgery with us is the last option. So we look at other avenues, physical therapy, pain management. Your group is one of the ones we refer to uh, quite, quite often because of your expertise. So let's, let's talk about pain. What is the difference between pain? You hear there's acute pain, and then there's chronic pain. Can we discuss that and break that up for everyone?
1: Yeah, sure. No, I think that's a good question. I mean, you know, the honest answer is in my group, our group, we have um, interventional pain doctors, and we we do both acute and chronic pain management. Now, by definition, acute pain is any pain that lasts less than three months. And normally when we think of acute pain, you, know, you stub your toe, uh, you know, the, the smaller, smaller instances, or you, you burn your hand, uh, even after surgery, you know you can have significant uh, pain that can be controlled, and that is by definition acute pain. Okay. Anything lasting greater than three months, uh, we really start considering as chronic in nature, uh, and that usually you know persists beyond the normal duration of an injury. You know, pain signals keep firing in the nervous system for weeks, months, or even years. Okay, so acute
0: pain, chronic pain. Acute pain again is something that's less than three months. Chronic pain lasting
1: longer than that. Right. Um, A strict th- definition. Yeah.
0: Can you help people with both those types of pain?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my group—you know, myself and my colleagues, as well as uh, our anesthesia group—we we often handle uh, acute pain consultations within the hospital. Uh, and as an outpatient, we really try to focus on chronic pain uh, in nature. Uh, and we can offer you know a multimodality of treatment um, from everything from cervical spine pain, trigeminal neuralgia, chronic degeneration, cervical radiculopathy, cervical spinal stenosis, um, vertebral fractures, right? Uh, you know the na- the gamut, lumbar lumbar injuries that can occur. Okay, absolutely. Um, of course, those those uh, words to many of us
0: are like, what what does that actually mean? But it's different types of pain, um, I guess, coming from different parts of the body. They specifically have names. Um, I know one name I've heard of is neuropathic pain. Um, and then I hear another word of uh, musculoskeletal pain.
1: Can you um, describe those and what that is? Sure. I mean, you remember we usually think of pain in terms of an injury or an inflammation. You know, pain can usually serve a a purpose because it tells us when we are hurt to protect ourselves, to allow us to heal and to prevent further injury. You know, what happens, though, is neuropathic pain often occurs as a result of an injury to a nerve or a group of nerves, you know, that can include a wide variety of disorders, uh, affecting really any part of the nervous system, you know, from the from the brain to the spinal cord to even the smallest nerves in the fingers and toes. In some cases, you know, pain sensation fibers can actually send signals even though there is no painful stimulus, believe it or not. And In other cases, sensory signals actually get crossed and can be misread by the by the brain as pain.
0: Okay, and that's your neuropathic pain. Exactly. So, pain that's originating from the brain saying something is actually wrong, I'm touching this hot cup. Uh, I'm you know, touched a pin, right but it also, like you said, can and in some cases, there isn't a reason for it. Um, and that's where these problems occur
1: with chronic pain, yeah, I guess it absolutely. would be. That's, well, that's one type, absolutely.
0: Okay. And if we got into chronic pain,
1: what, what causes chronic pain and how does that differ from neuropathic pain? So chronic pain, again, can be uh, associated with a, a acute injury that has lasted, by definition, over three months. Okay. But oftentimes when we see patients from ANS uh, and from our physical therapists, our neurologists, our internists that are referring to us, from our chiropractors, often these are spine-related in origin. Uh, you know, and they can cause significant radiating pains, what you think? What you can think of as sciatica almost going into the legs, um, chronic cervical neck pains that can radiate into the arms. Often these are related to cervical spinal stenosis, uh, you know, when you're talking about the neck. Uh, you talk about chronic facial pains uh, like trigeminal neuralgia. Right. Um, we've got experts uh, in, in our group that can handle that uh, adeptly. Uh, and, you know, even vertebral compression fractures that can occur, um, there's procedures that can be done to help with that uh, lumbar spinal pain, you know, patients with chronic low back pain uh, that we can re- really been able to help out tremendously um, with, with simple basic uh, procedures that, that our experts are, are adept at again. right. Um, but, you know, I think that is really, when you think of chronic pain, it is more of something that has lasted for, for prolonged duration. Uh, where we try to help out the best that we can.
0: Right. And the problem with chronic pain, um, seeing that at at our practice and in my own life with family members and friends, is chronic pain over time, if not treated, really devastates you. It depresses you. It, It takes away your quality of life and um, we see a lot of patients like that and like I said um, they sometimes come to us so late in the process you always wonder why would you suffer so long um, and that's why I wanted to do this show along with many other shows is let people know don't hesitate or be afraid of uh, going for to see a neurosurgeon don't be afraid to go to a pain management consultant um, there are some of really great people out there our group your group that can really oh, help you that, yeah. and do do what's right um, I still want to keep into the definition phase of, of the show right now um, we went through neurosurgeon neuropathic pain, we went through musculoskeletal pain um, at our group, and I'm sure you see a lot, unfortunately, uh, cancers out there. And there's a lot of um, uh, bone cancers, there's cancers that, um, tumors that press
1: on nerves. How is that pain different from, say, a chronic pain? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, actually, pain associated with cancer can arise, as you know, from many different causes. Uh, a tumor can be painful as it spreads or can cause injury to other tissues, causing increased pain. Uh, Bone pain, like you mentioned, is particularly uh, severe in nature. Cancer can also affect the nerves, resulting in the shooting, burning, aching characteristics of the neuropathic pain that we touched on previously. Um, You know, there's also a lot of pain associated with cancer treatments themselves, such as chemotherapy, radiation, or surgery. And then complications uh, from cancer, such as infection or bone fractures, can also cause additional pain. Also, you know, when you have all these treatment modalities, you can have significant weakness and fatigue. Uh, which may, may in fact make the pain worse. Right. And, and it makes the body weaker, so on and so forth. And I guess it's like
0: a cascade effect. Um, we have the definitions of pain, um, which I actually understand. Uh, let's go through, start to talk about some of the treatments. There's so many different treatments you hear about. So let's break them down from, let's say, the, the uh, least invasive
1: mm-hmm. um, up to the, the most invasive, if we can. Well, and, you know, yeah. go ahead. And what each one would treat? Sure. I mean, the least invasive is always the most conservative treatments we do. And, and that oftentimes is a referral to physical therapy. Um, you know, we'll, we'll try anti-inflammatories by mouth. We can always try neuropathic medications. Um, you know, And those oftentimes, believe it or not, help out significantly. Uh, and we, again, at, at Interventional Pain Consultants, we, we try our best to manage the patient um, non-interventionally initially. And those are usually, the, you know, patients appreciate that. Right. Um, And as we get more and more advanced and you talk about different techniques uh, that patients may require in terms of intervention, uh, the second simplest or most conservative are trigger point injections. And these are injections that can go into areas of muscle spasm uh, that can alleviate the pain instantaneously. And that is done actually in the office. Okay. Um, We also, you know, going back a little bit in terms of conservative treatments, we also refer out to chiropractic, um, acupuncture itself, although that's kind of a hybrid, you know, in between right before the trigger point and a little bit more involved than the physical therapy and chiropractic. Right. Um, What do you mean by trigger point? What does that actually mean? Right. So it's very interesting. A trigger point is if you ever had a muscular spasm in an area, in a region, that as soon as that area is touched, it reproduces the pain exactly. Okay. And that is really what a trigger point is called, a trigger point from a muscle spasm in that area. And oftentimes, again, like I said, even in the office with a small small, uh, needle, we can put a little bit of medication into that area and really give patients tremendous relief instantaneously.
0: Right. Are there specific trigger points that are kind of set in our
1: bodies, or is it you kind of have to look for them no, being I mean, that's trained? A, that's a good question. You know, the honest answer is it really depends on the, the injury and the patient uh, and, and the way that they uh, really uh, are carrying themselves after that injury, aforementioned injury, right. will cause different areas of trigger points um, and, and different areas of spasm.
0: Okay, so it's for more you speaking to the patient, trying and getting an idea of the history. How does your pain move? Does it radiate? Is it this? Does it right. happen when you lift right. your arm, move your leg, and you can kind of focus right. on this where is that examination, is.
1: Examination, of course, is very key, but absolutely.
0: Okay, yeah. so then, so we're up to trigger points, which uh, injections, which still seem pretty, pretty benign, I guess. Sure. Um, let's start moving up the ladder. Then after the trigger points, what are the more uh, interventional
1: types of treatments? Well, then we we consider, you know, continuing on in that that fashion, we also talk about peripheral nerve blocks. And and these nerves are, uh, you know, nerves that are located outside of the brain and spinal cord, uh, and they transmit uh, sensation and motor control. Uh, They can be damaged by trauma, surgery, scar tissue, or any illness. You know, an example of a peripheral nerve block that we can do include occipital nerves that travel from the cervical spine uh, and the neck to the back of the head and scalp. Uh, intercostal nerves, which are nerves that are located between the ribs and the chest, and they can trigger chronic chest wall pain and uh ilioinguinal nerves are, are nerves nerves are wrapped around the rim of the pelvis and can cause pain going to the groin and pubic areas and with pr- with a peripheral nerve block a local anesthetic is injected close to the nerve itself to relieve pain that's different from a trigger point trigger points are going into the muscles themselves but when okay. you talk about a peripheral nerve we're targeting one or two specific nerves in the body that are causing radiating pains in that regard so with trigger point you're kind of treating the actual muscle to uh, i
0: guess numb the muscle itself to chill out yeah where with these uh, other Injections, where you're doing nerve blocks, you're actually hitting the nerve. Right. Um, I know recently my wife was cooking dinner, cut her finger, had to go to the emergency room, and I remember the the doctor came in and said, "We're going to give you a nerve block on your finger." Right before we stitch it. Right. Uh, maybe because the way she was carrying on and he knew just lidocaine wouldn't work. Yeah. But um, I noticed how he did stick the uh, the needle in the
1: base of her finger yeah. and then her finger went totally numb. Right, and that's a digital nerve block and that's used exactly except for an acute pain issue. If there's an injury that occurs and the body's responding appropriately, uh, sometimes to treat that area you have to block the sensation that's coming through so the patient is more comfortable. Absolutely. Okay.
0: When you're doing a nerve block, what types of medications do you use? And of course, with my wife, Four or five hours later, her finger was back to normal. Mm-hmm. Of course, you would want a little more time with a, a block that you did. Yeah. Um, are there certain lengths of time that you would block someone? And, and how long does it actually last? And yeah. how often would they come back for a nerve block?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. When we're talking about specifically peripheral nerve blocks, um, the what we usually use is a long-acting local anesthetic and maybe a little bit of steroid in there to really calm that nerve down. And you know how often they need to have it is truly how their body reacts. Some patients only need one Uh, peripheral nerve block, and sometimes a patient will come back and they may need need a few. It really depends. Uh, And if the peripheral nerve block is giving them a significant uh, intensity of relief, but it's not giving them a prolonged duration, uh, then we can do other uh, slightly more advanced techniques uh, called radiofrequency ablation. Uh, And there's different types as well. Uh, There's pulsed and there's thermal radiofrequency ablation. For peripheral nerves, uh, we would like to do pulsed radiofrequency ablations on that. Um, and again, that's a little bit more involved, definitely, than, than just a simple injection of local anesthetic and steroid. But really, we try to, like you said, chill that nerve out and see if it'll it'll uh, uh, calm down to its normal. Uh, okay. Uh, so,
0: that, in a sense, and as you're talking, um, questions are flying through my head. Uh, since we deal with back pain all the time, um, and one of the big parts of the practice are back pain. So, someone has a backache, they can go to you. Um, they're in severe pain. They have a, a block or something. Mm-hmm. And then, after that one injection, and um, you know, my dad, years ago, had that. And that's actually, actually all he needed. Mm-hmm. And he went for years without pain again. Sure. So, I guess uh, my question to you, and for people that are listening, is there could be an injury or something where the pain you're feeling is the nerve that's agitated it's angry mm-hmm. you you touched it and then so you going in and calming it down actually makes it stop hurting and it could be a permanent fix uh, sometimes
1: yeah it definitely can be i mean okay. again we you know we are very uh, keen in listening to our patients and really seeing how they respond uh, you know we sometimes all patients need is one injection like you said there's no rule or, or limits to say we you have to have 10 injections or you have to have, and oftentimes one is enough and that's all you need if a patient mm-hmm. tells me doc i'm feeling great and that's it
0: That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with Dr. Vic Singh. I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day, I hear of the stories of people whose lives have been devastated by nerve pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. Our group of specialists are among the best-trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures. And we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. Trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have eight offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's A-N-S-D-O-C-S. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist We've truly got your back Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood, from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Again, don't let insurance dictate where you go for neurosurgery care. We see all patients. Today, my special guest, again, is Dr. Vic Singh from Interventional Pain Consultants. their division of Morris Anesthesia Group. And we were talking about pain, um, a lot of information about the difference of pain, acute pain, chronic pain, uh, different types of pain. And we were talking about now the treatments, and we got into nerve blocks, um, and we're going up the ladder, basically from a minimal to the more advanced pain treatments. Um, so as we left off, we were talking about the actual nerve blocks, and I want to talk about a little bit about these epidural steroid injections, Doctor Singh, that you hear so many people talking about.
1: What what is an epister, um, epidural steroid injection, and what does it help? Sure. Well, the epidural steroid injection, it's a common type of injection that's given to provide leave, relief from certain types of low back and neck pain. Uh, steroids, as we know, are potent anti-inflammatory medications, and these are actually injected into the epidural space around the nerve roots to relieve pain associated with irritated spinal nerves. Uh, the steroid used in the epidural steroid injection itself reduces the inflammation around these nerves, which is often the source of the pain.
0: Okay. So those you hear very commonly people saying, I'm going for a steroid injection. That's generally what they're doing, is for an epidural.
1: Right, for the most part.
0: Right. And that usually lasts how long for people?
1: Again, Again, the duration varies. is very, very variable. Okay, uh, it really depends on the patient, and okay. that's where we pride ourselves: of really being patient centric.
0: So there's no set. So when you come in, you say you're going to get three. You're going to get four. You're it's you're going to get one. and We're going to see how you do. Exactly, exactly okay. right. Um, you mentioned a little bit before about something called radiofrequency ablation. Could we get a little bit more into that? That sounds like kind of a newer type of technique if we can
1: let everyone know what that does and and, and what's available for that sure yeah absolutely it's a little bit more uh, involved but yeah no problem Uh, radiofrequency ablation actually is a procedure that's used to control chronic pain and actually that works by destroying nerve tissue thereby stopping pain signals themselves Um, radiofrequency ablation uses an electrode to conduct current that destroys tissue with high temperatures or charged particles and you know the success of the therapy itself depends on really the meticulous placement of, of the needles uh, another type of radiofrequency I talked about earlier and mentioned is called the pulse radiofrequency. And this exposes the nerve to intermittent low temperature electrical currents. And what that does is, you know, the concept is really to block the pain without destroying or damaging nerve tissues, which which is what we do. Uh, often for peripheral nerves, we do the pulse. And in fact, one of my colleagues uh, is uh, an expert uh, in the field of uh, radiofrequency ablation. And for, what is his name? Let's give him a shout uh, out. Yeah, Dr. Doctor James Moranti. Okay. Uh, phenomenal uh, physician. And we're very glad to have him in our group. And he actually. Uh, is an expert in the field of chronic abdominal pain and radiofrequency ablation for that. Uh, and so we see a tremendous amount of uh, uh, patients that have, have had chronic abdominal pain, have had multiple surgeries. And really, this is what gives them tremendous amount of relief. And where
0: abdominal pain, you say chronic, That where would that be coming from? People post-surgery or, or no known cause? Yeah, or?
1: multifactorial. It multifactorial, is. Multifactorial, absolutely.
0: Okay, so they're suffering out there with pain, and now there's a treatment. When you say it destroys, uh, I guess, destroys the
1: tissue, explain that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm a layman just like our yeah. listeners. And that sounds, you know, you're right. It sounds very scary, but really what it is is we're stunning the uh, small peripheral nerve uh, that supplies the joints of the back. We talk about radiofrequency of Most commonly we're talking about patients with chronic neck pain, chronic low back pain, um, that, you know, they get the MRI done from their internist or uh, or their surgeon has chronic degeneration. You know, there's nothing acute. There's no big herniation that's easily amenable to either epidural steroids or if that doesn't work, surgery. So what do you do? Um, and, you know, my area of particular uh, interest lies in really being able to stun those those nerves to silence. And on average, that gives patients about nine months to a year of relief of their, of their chronic neck and back pain. Okay. So what, for me listening,
0: it's like you're are overstimulating them to just kind of put them to sleep for a while. In uh, a kind sense. of, you can think of it like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Burning them out a little bit. A little to bit. Take yeah. Chill, Chilling them out. Chilling <laughs> them, chillin them out. A little bit. Um, okay. That, that's interesting, especially the abdominal pain one. Um, are there any more advanced pain treatments you would like uh, people to know about that are available through your group?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we you know we do uh, trigeminal neuralgia uh, blocks. Um, we also do, like I mentioned previously, vertebroplasty and kyphoplasties uh, for vertebral fractures. Um, we do stellate ganglion, celiac plexus blocks, uh, superior hypergastric blocks, basically blocks that can control complex regional pain syndrome of the, of the different extremities. Uh, or even of the abdomen or the pelvis, patients also with chronic pelvic pain will come to us, and we're going tremendous results with just a few uh, procedures. Um, you know, we also offer spinal cord stimulators. Now, it's interesting. We, we do the stimulation trials, okay. um, and that's called neuromodulations. So, you right. know, people have heard of that as well, and we actually send out our permanent stimulators to uh, to our neurosurgical colleagues. Right, right.
0: Yeah, we do a lot of those for you, and vice versa with the, uh, with the placements of those. Um, I, I guess, like I said, there's is so much information on, on pain, And at ANS, we use surgery as the last option we always uh, have, and we do refer out for PT and pain management. So, someone who's listening and they're going to arrive at your office for a pain, Say they have low back pain. They came sure. and saw us. Yeah. Uh, we screen them, and we put them through a sequence of tests, and now we're referring them out for sure. pain management. So yeah. we send them to Dr. Vic Singh, uh, and now they come to see you. What do you need when patients come to see you? And just take us through a little bit of an idea of what the patient can expect when they get there.
1: Sure. I mean, you know, when, when patients come to us, uh, we, we want to make sure that they're very comfortable and that, uh, that we will be listening to them. Um, we're very patient-centric our entire practice, and we make that a goal. Uh, really how would you treat your family members and that's how all of our patients are treated and we're very proud for that. Um, but, you know, so if somebody's coming in for chronic low back pain, we would like to see if they have, any, had, if they have had any MRIs, what previous treatments they've had in the past, any of their physician notes, so that we have as much information as possible. And now, of course, if that's not available, that's okay. We, you know, our staff can get that as well. Uh, and also, what conservative treatments have they tried? Have they tried oral uh, anti-inflammatories? Have they tried neuropathic pain medications? Have they tried creams? Have they tried physical therapy? Have they tried acupuncture? Have they tried, uh, you know, basically all the conservative modalities of treatment. If they have not, we will make sure that that is tried before we do anything else. Okay. Um, you know, vast majority of patients do get better with conservative treatments, and that's, that's important to us. Right. You know? Okay. That's yeah. very
0: similar yeah. to uh, our philosophy, yeah. and that's why I think our groups kind of mesh and help each other out. Uh, we try everything else where surgery is the last option because it really is the last option, so you should try everything else. Before that um, that occurs, so those are great options for people to go. And and I guess what I really want to get out there is your group is is very is very well known. You're very good. Um, your philosophy meets ours, and that's why we send a lot of patients to you. But um, yeah. I hear a lot of people out there having some pretty nightmare experiences sure. with pain management sure. because they're all over. Um, anybody you drive down the street, There's just billboards, pain management, fix your back, low back pain. What would you want to say to people listening is when they're looking for a pain consultant? I know the answer, but I want you as a physician to let people know what should you look for? And when, as a patient, if you're seeing someone and you're going in for your ninth injection and you're still having pain... Uh, what what do you tell those people? Because we see those patients sometimes that come in from other pain, you know, consultants where they're at their ninth or tenth, and we're like, oh wow, you went for so many, why, yeah. blah blah. So explain to our listeners uh, what to look for to find uh, a good pain consultant. Of course, coming to you is the answer. But if they're not in our area, <laughs> sure. or if they're under treatment with someone else and they're not yeah. happy,
1: well, the good news is we you know, we are throughout uh, all of New Jersey, so and we are in network. Um, which is which is uh, you know difficult to find to, right. to find quality care uh, and we really do pr- again pride ourselves on that uh, and you raise a very good question so what do we you know what do you look for as a patient uh, going into pain management you want to make sure that that physician that you're going to see uh, is board certified has done a ACGME accredited fellowship uh, in their area of expertise um, you know you want to also ask around ask you know, a lot of times. Uh, you, even if you ask your primary uh, care physicians, you ask your orthopedic col- you know, surgeon if you've ever had an orthopedic uh, you know issue in the past, or and and really ask around. Say where you know where have you gone, uh, and have you had good results and good care? And we find a lot of our patients do come from from other family members. Say, listen, Dr. Singh, Dr. Moranti, you know my other colleagues. have so give them a little shout out, Dr. Sure. You know Dr. Shaker. Um, Dr. Ang, you know, you've taken such good care of me. I'd like for you to please take care of my mother, my brother, my sister, my uncle, my friend. And that really speaks volumes about our practice as well. And that's important. I think word of mouth is very big as well. Absolutely. I think that is the best way. Um, people always ask
0: me for pain management people. They ask me for, of course, which surgeon in our group to go to. There's 12. And you know I'm always caught because they're all good. Um, which one should they go to? And again, you look at their expertise, their subspecialties, which one to go to. And I think in your group, it's kind of the same way. Um, you were giving shout outs. Are there specific doctors in your group that specialize in specific things that yeah, people should know about?
1: Sure, absolutely. As I mentioned, um, you know, Dr. Moranti uh, deals with the chronic abdominal pain and is very adept uh, and an expert. At, uh, at doing certain procedures that would help eliminate that, um, Dr. Shaker, uh, one of my colleagues in uh, in our in our uh, central New Jersey uh, region, he is uh, and he loves complex regional pain syndrome, uh, as well as neuromodulation. And what is that complex regional pain syndrome? Yeah, so that's a good question. Complex regional pain syndrome is really what used to be called RSD. Okay. Um, you know, and that is a. a painful stimulus and a response that occurs in the body well past, if there even is an injury, but well past an injury because oftentimes uh, a CRPS can occur without any underlying or inciting injury. Uh, And it is really a a hyperstimulation of usually an extremity, um, upper extremity, lower extremities, again, abdominal pain, pelvic pain, um, that is really not uh, amenable to any surgical correction. Um, And we can actually do blocks uh, called sympathetic blocks that can really help calm down that generalized over-hyperactivity of the sympathetic system uh, to that particular area of the body. Okay. So that's very interesting um, that that's available. Let's keep going through your partners. uh, Who's next? Yeah. uh, Dr. Eng uh, is a a great doctor. His interest really lies uh, in uh, radiculopathy and the chronic treatment of radiculopathy. Uh, and he really, uh, you know, patients uh, love him. Okay. Uh, and and he, what is radiculopathy? Radiculopathy is any, for example, when you have a nerve root compression, okay, and spinal stenosis, and sciatica, okay, you know, that kind of injury where it's pain shooting into the into the arms, into the legs. Uh, and he, you know, that is his area of interest. And he, you know, spinal cord stimulation for chronic radiculopathy that is non-amenable to surgery. Really, uh, he enjoys as well. And then myself, uh, you know, like I said, my my interest. Uh, lies really in chronic degeneration of the cervical spine and lumbar spine, and being able to provide uh, many months of relief with simple uh, procedures that we that we can do.
0: Okay. So your group is has the full gamut for anyone who is looking for pain management. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think you really cleared up so much information on, on pain management. It, it's such a scary thing. Pain is really the worst thing you could experience. That's why we both, um, uh, our practices do what they do. Um, but I want to thank you again so much for coming. Again, my guest today was Dr. Vic Singh. He's from Interventional Pain Consultants, third division of Morris Anesthesia Group. He can be reached at his main number uh, locally here in Parsippany at 973 335 40. Visit his website to find out the other offices and how to contact him at doctor that's dr.com. Again, I'm Tom from Atlantic Nurse Surgical Specialist to reach us. Reach us, excuse me, it's ansdocs.com. Our main number is 973-285-7800. And again, thank you so much for listening, and I will speak to you all next Sunday. Have a wonderful day. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions.